my name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 161. And as I've been saying recently, welcome, welcome, welcome to my new, my brand new front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a beautiful night, little chilly out, but really, really, really beautiful out. I wish you could see these stars. These stars, maybe you can't, but uh, the stars are just incredible. So I always like you to invite you to go out into creation and just look up, look up to the sky and just like, oh my gosh, so amazing to see all of God's beauty, all of God's creation all around us. And so I don't know about you, but like when I look up at the stars, I just feel small, um, small, but special. Like I have this unique place in the universe that, that God had me be alive in. And I see these stars and I know they're light years away. And I know what a light year means and how significant that is and how far and how vast and all those things. And here I sit in the planetary system currently and uh, i'm alive you know and as of right now we don't know if there's any other life anywhere else and there's lots of massive debate around all of that but what i find really 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 cool is that i am alive and i think that's a really beautiful thing and you're alive like i think it's this moment to slow down and go that's kind of a big deal it's kind of a big deal that you woke up this morning and it's kind of a big deal that I get to sit out here on this front porch and I get to do this podcast and you're listening to it wherever you are. I mean, there's people who listen around the world, but there's also most people just listen in the States and it's kind of getting through these digital platforms and we're learning and we're growing. And I just, the whole thing to me is just so mind blowing. So sometimes, you know, sitting under the stars and just imagining how vast the universe is and how special you are to the heart of God is a really, really, really great way to begin to learn how to worship and to be grateful. I think most mornings as I wake up and then tonight as I sit out here, I just feel so grateful. And I'm not sure I always have felt like that. I think this is kind of a a new thing as I've slowed down a, a lot is I just feel grateful. I'm so thankful to be alive. I'm so thankful um, to be sitting outside. I'm so thankful for the way that God has provided for our family and how he continues to love me day in and day out. Just feeling really grateful, really overwhelmed by all of that. And that's a good thing. But a part of that was like slowing down. So my encouragement to you is slow down a little bit. Go outside. Kind of observe who you are, where you sit amidst uh, all this beautiful creation, whether you're in the morning and the sun is rising or you're at night and the the moon is high and the stars are out either way in the middle of that, or maybe you're in that in the, in the noonday and you just realize how beautiful everything is around you. Just slow down, see it, observe it. You know, maybe when you go on your lunch break, listen to the birds and just think, wow, it's kind of crazy. Like they're all singing a song. Like it's not random. Like it's, it's real and it's a song. And uh, I think there's something really uh, beautiful and transcendent about that and allows me to really, really worship. Hey, 
Uh, for those of you who continue to listen to this podcast, just want to say thanks. And and for those of you who continue to give on Patreon and uh, in multiple other ways, thank you so much. little update on the devotional, to be honest, like with the move and everything else, I'm still in the proofreading phases of the devotional, but it is coming. I promise you uh, it is coming. And so we're getting very, very close. So uh, our passage for today is 2 Corinthians 10.4. Last episode, 160, uh, we went through 10.3. We're going to go through 10.5 tomorrow. Um, This is a sequence of things that Paul's taking us through that are really, really important. The Corinthian church is an interesting church, so I would encourage you to read the whole book. It'd be helpful to understand this particular part in the context of the whole. But um, uh, we'll be reading in uh, uh, verse 4, chapter 10, and it says this, For the weapons... Of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. So I'll read again. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. I have all these really interesting, unique stories. And and if you've listened to this podcast for any period of time, you're like, dude, this guy's had some kind of weird life. And I have. And I love it. All these interesting, weird stories that happen as a part of my life. I, I'm not making a lot of this stuff. I'm not making any of this stuff up, I should say. I'm not making any of it up. This is my life, and these things actually happen to me, and it's pretty awesome. But uh, this is a real story. My my mom lives uh, used to live in North Carolina um, in this little town, and uh, I, I used to go visit her. But one summer, uh, I lived with her uh, when I was in college, and I worked in a steel mill. And, uh, you know, the, the South is a, is a different world. Maybe you live in the South and uh, you're like, yeah, it is. Uh, or maybe it's just normal for you. But the South, uh, for those of us who live in the West, like uh, I now I live in Arizona and live, just got lived in California for four and a half years. When I go to the South, it's literally like going to a different country. And I imagine, and I know it is for my mom, when my mom comes to California or she comes to Arizona, it's a different world for her. So uh, I lived there for an entire summer and got got to know some of the neighbors and interesting ways in which they do things. And so she had this one na- neighbor uh, across the road, and his name was Etzel Bola. I'm not even making that up. The guy's name was Etzel Bola. Etzel Bola was an old man. I, I don't know. He was probably 80. An older man. And Etzel, uh, when we would go to his house, uh, he had a wood shop, and he had this chair that he would sit outside of his wood shop. And so <clears throat> Etzel would sit outside his wood shop, and this is what this man did. This is real. He used to soak nuts, like almonds or I, I don't know what kind of nuts, but walnuts maybe. And he used to soak them in white lightning, which is like hardcore alcohol. He used to soak them overnight. And then what he would do it was he would uh, put them at the bottom of the tree. And so what happened is the squirrels would come down, and I... I never watched this transpire, but I saw the aftermath, which basically what he would do is he would uh, put the nuts at the bottom of, of the tree. The squirrels would come down, grab the nuts, and then go up in the tree, actually go up in the tree, and they would eat the nuts, and they would get drunk. They would fall out of the tree. He would walk up, and he would shoot them with a twenty-two, just like bang. 
and then he used to eat those squirrels. And so this is a real story. This actually happens in, in the South. I'm sure there's many more wonderful uh, stories just like that one. But this actually happened. And uh, I thought to myself as I was listening, as, as I was reading this passage, I thought that's very interesting. That's that's not you're not thinking. I mean, most people are like when they think about squirrels or shooting a squirrel, they just shoot them. This guy was like, that takes way too much effort. I'm going to get him drunk. And then I get I get killed. That's pretty creative. And I think maybe there's a lot of effort that goes into it. Maybe if you're in your 80s or something, but that was pretty creative. That was out of the box. And and so he, based upon what we learned in verse three, you know, the commission that we were giving is that that we're to fight a war differently. Like as we think about all that it takes to live in this world and fight in this world and be a part of this battle that we're kind of called into, um, we're to fight it differently according to verse three. And so verse four is inviting us something else, you know, like verse three is going like, listen, because Jesus is our king and the way we wage war, it just looks different, you know? And so four is going to help us go help. Four gives us this, like we have verse four gives us this natural question that, that comes as a result of that. Which is like, well, I, you know, what do we fight with? Like, what are we supposed to do? If we're supposed to do it different, you know, how do we do that? Like, what is what does it actually mean to to be a part of that? And what are the weapons in which we're to use? You know, are we supposed to just be a pushover in this world? You know, like everyone just kind of beats us up and, you know, or, you know, we give in or what is it all about? Like, what are we supposed to do? And, and the question, no, we're not supposed to be pushovers. Jesus wasn't a pushover. When Jesus laid his life down on the cross, he wasn't being a pushover. You know, he actually was exercising the greatest amount of strength and power in his arsenal that maybe you and I need to learn about. And this is what he's inviting into. There is a a divine power that is given to every person who professes that Jesus is Lord and Savior. You know, Jesus himself said this, look, he said, look, I must go away. I need to go away so that the helper comes, right? Helper is the Holy Spirit, right? Is the Holy Spirit in our lives. And and Jesus himself said, hey, listen, believers, you're going to do greater things. Yeah, greater things than even Jesus did. And that should kind of blow our minds, right? We should be like, whoa, that is crazy, right? And so the natural, again, the natural question that would come after that is like, well, how? And here's what I find as I, as I work through this so often, I think of the meta reality, and this is something we, we've talked about on this podcast before, but I think about the meta reality. I think about the big, like the huge evils in this world and how can we, like poverty and, 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 you know, world hunger and all these, you know, systemic racism, like all these massive issues, you know, all this division, like I think very macro, very big in this passage. I really believe is addressing that, but it's also trying to get into what are those micro micro realities that impact the macro. That's a lot of what I've been doing here on the front porch is working through like, man, but what about me? Like, how am I, you know, I think it would be that I think Gandhi had said, like, be the change you want to see in the world. Well, that starts with me. And I think daily we're invited into being in this world but not of it 
And each one of us possesses the same power. This is mind-blowing. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. But, but Satan has a powerful tool to emasculate that. It's doubt. It's doubt. You know, we tend to, to downplay the role the Spirit plays in our lives. You know, we, we choose the solid, logical ground instead of walking out on the water that he's calling us into. You know, logic and reason kind of trump faith. And so we fall short so often. I don't know if you feel like me, but I feel like so often I fall short. You know, we keep using the earth's weapons instead of the divine arsenal that's been given to us. So I think in many ways, like in order to overcome, you know, you know, we have to really figure out what it is we've been given. And the Spirit of God has invited us into that and into fighting this war. And there is the one of the greatest wars that we fight, obviously, and the enemy knows it, is ourselves, right? We're not in a battle against flesh and blood. You know, as Ephesians 6.12 says, it's against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, you know, and and he wants to destroy you. And he wants you to destroy others. So he wants to destroy you so you'll destroy others. And he's going to use each and every one of us. And that's why I think we need to pull back and go, whoa, so what do I do? Like, I feel like I got to start there. Like, what I do and how I fight these wars and how what I do to invite the Spirit of God into every decision I make in my life, it really matters, you know? And, and, and that war is an everyday thing. Like, every day we are fighting a war, you know? And when we freak out, like, like, like examples are like when we freak out at the guy who's driving too slow on the highway or, you know, we get to work and some and somebody gets the credit for something that we did and we kind of internally freak out and lose our minds and we think wait a second that's mine and i deserve the credit when we you know when we are convinced uh, or convicted that we need to be generous but we keep going but if i'm generous then what about all this stuff that i want there's all these things that i want you know these things that i want to get you know when we try to cut corners or we're lazy like, these are the battles. These are the battles. And to be honest, we're not strong enough to fight them on our, on our own. We need the Spirit of God to guide us and to lead us. Because every day and every moment when we allow the Spirit of God to lead us, we are winning and defeating the strongholds in our lives, and in this world. So it starts on a very micro level with you and I dealing with ourselves daily and realizing we are being tempted in every aspect of our life. And those micro decisions lead to macro problems in this world as every single person, every single believer is doing that. Invite the Spirit of God and use divine power that's been given to Him to go fight those battles. Because the Spirit of God fights for you. So don't fight the Spirit. He's, spite, he's fighting for you, so don't fight him. Give in to his power. Ask him for help. Lean into him. And so the question is this, like, where have, what, where have you allowed the Spirit of God to convict you so that you can continue to move forward in the weapons that have been given to you to fight the battles that are before you.
And so we're just going to pray for that right now. Heavenly Father, we just ask through your Spirit, Spirit of God, would you teach us the divine power that you've given us to come up against those strongholds so that we can start getting rid of addiction and we can get rid of pride and all these different things that creep up into our lives and are not just hurting us but other people help us lead us and guide us so take a breath reflect and believe that god will